In Dick of the Week, we talk about dirty stuff and use dirty language. We're rated M for mature. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> dick of the Week. Dick, dick of the dick, Week. Dick, dick of the Week. Dick, dick, dick. Dick, dick, dick of the Week. Dick, dick. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick, dick. Dick of the Week. Give me that D, yo. Hello, everybody. Uh, and welcome to this week's Dick of the Week. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Liz Zirkle. And I am Stephanie. And yeah, uh, I assume you know who we are at this point, but if not, we are a romance novel loving podcast where we talk about everything we love and hate about writing and reading romance novels. Yeah. And how that also goes into other mediums as yes. we will get into tonight yes because today is one of those those episodes that we look at a movie instead of books (laughs) and it's gonna be a nice little um i feel like it's an extend it's like a next piece of our toxic uh movie thing we start with after i feel like this is like the next logical episode if we were gonna have a series of (laughs) the We, that should be an unofficial like podcast within the podcast. Liz and Stephanie watch toxic romance <laughs> videos. Oh my god! Oh god! Okay, well before we get there, um, so for reading stuff recently yeah. because of well because of the quarantine, a lot of people are putting like box sets on Amazon for like ninety nine cents. Mm. Um, they're not of the highest quality. Um, and so I have purchased like five of them. <laughs> Um, and they've all ranged. The most embarrassing one is it was a it was like a shifter marriage service pack. Oh God! What does that mean? They're like it's like women running away from their old lives, and they get placed with men that need a fake wife for whatever dumb reason. And of course, they fall in love. So that was like one of the packs I bought. And then I I just actually cut loose uh, reading all of my cereals from Radish. I'm no longer reading any of them. Really? Why is that? Uh, one of the stories, it jumped the shark so hard. She changed the character so much within like six chapters. It was almost unrecognizable. Like, oh, like the character was supposed to. So the story, it was, it was originally just like a novella that everyone really liked because that's kind of like her jam is novellas. And uh, so she decided to, ex- like, you know, extend it. And so everyone's like, oh, cool. We love these characters. Well, the extension was she opened the relationship into, like, threesomes and stuff, which I wasn't, like, against. I mean, like, whatever. This guy had never had sex with anyone but her. So I was like, sure, why not? They're not very um, discerning about who they choose. So, like, they okay. sleep with people, like, within their, like, career paths or, like, she's a PI and they sleep sometimes with people that are possible uh, suspects and things. And like, so not, not sound decisions. And we get probably, I don't know, like four or five parts in before we meet the guy who could possibly threaten their relationship. Um, And it's a guy who's not interested in having a threesome truly. Like he doesn't want to touch the guy in the couple. He only wants to be with the main, the main hero heroine. Okay. And um and so she knows that it makes her her partner uncomfortable. So she's like, we don't we don't have to do that. Like I I'll keep it purely professional because they're peers. They're both PIs. Well, he starts off in the FBI, but he loses his job because she like shows that he's bad at his job. But um but he, the 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 male hero, I feel weird calling him that because I feel like he's a chump. Um, 
okay. and not because of this. But he like he's like, no, totally sleep with him, and I'll just hang out in the corner being weird. And so they like, I think she sleeps with this other guy twice with him in the room. Obviously, they never do anything without each other. Um, and eventually, this guy falls in love with her and is like trying to like, he's like basically begging to share, like to be in an open relationship where she's with both of them. Oh. And the main guy cannot hang with that idea. Like he loves her and only her, and like, so he starts force he starts pushing for them to close their relationship and actually get engaged, which she's never wanted to get married. But you know, through the power of love and stuff, she's like, "Well, if this is what you need, fine." And like, she totally changes her whole life. Like she's never been in like a monogamous relationship really, and so she's like, "Fine, let's do this monogamy, yay!" And like within a chapter or two of them becoming engaged. Uh, I guess it's more than that. It's like probably 10 chapters. Cause it's like, you know, everyday updates. Uh, this, this guy shows up. Who's one of the guys from the threesomes. And it was the first guy that the male heroine hero, the male, hero, the male yeah. hero, <laughs> uh, that the hero, he had the first guy he topped, I guess. Um, and somehow she's the writer tries to backload that he's been thinking about this guy since they closed their relationship and got engaged. Like as that a makes reader, zero sense. Yeah, like based on it, what you're saying, at least. Yes. No. And like I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a lot of credit, right? Like I, we've saw within his POV, like so it makes no sense. All of the readers in like the chat room are like, "Where is this coming from?" But so there's like the there's like a, a sex tape of them gets leaked with this guy in it. And then the same day that the, our main hero is like sketch, he's an artist and he's like sketching a picture and he just so happens to also sketch this guy that they slept with in the picture with his partner. Um, and, you know, he's like fixated. And now we find out, oh, he's been fixated on him forever. This guy pops up out of nowhere. The hero invites him into their hotel room where the guy makes a pass at him and he's like, oh, we don't do that anymore. But then he ends up kissing him. And so it's like this character who's like pushing for monogamy or whatever breaks it within like i i think the chronological time is maybe two weeks like it wow. has not been and so that's so out of character doesn't make sense it's super biphobic like suggesting that because he's discovered he's bi and like now he's in a committed monogamous relationship he can't be like he can't be committed and faithful to his partner because mm. he's missing out on dick is basically like how it's shaped and we went so hard in the comments of, in the chat room about it that then she started putting in these things about no it's not that it's that it's about it's it's him it's just him and it's like you can't backwalk it that the fact that all you've ever described the hero talking about with this character is how hot he is and his dick and his man hands and all this shit like you can't undo what you've said <laughs> um, well especially if he before that was never into like didn't you say he was never into the like the guy aspect oh, of it that, like he just that was the guy who tried to quote unquote steal her uh oh, he, so gotcha. eventually he discovers that he is in fact he is in fact bi like okay. they have they have like a couple experiences with other men and he discovers that no in fact he is bi it was just something he would never have discovered if they hadn't had an open relationship so for me i was like well that's nice that's good to know about yourself Mm -hmm. And so I thought the whole the open relationship thing served a purpose. And I was like, great. This guy grew. He feels more confident in his sexuality. She has him where he's got more experience. So like this woman who's had sex with a million people is more satisfied. Everyone wins. Yeah. No, it was like set up so they can make this weird triangle where he and then so then it turns into. Um, so is the other guy actually like the other like does he 
end up with the woman in the end or like what the fuck happens or it's probably yeah, oh, yeah. not over so, yet oh it's not over yet so in the in the in the so the original couple there's the guy who tried to steal the girl away and that didn't pan out and then they became monogamous and got engaged so then um this th- this other guy who came in they had a, they had a threesome with him like a million chapters ago too like these readers almost didn't remember him which is also part of the reason why we're like what the fuck's happening he comes in and so they have he the main hero kisses him. It's not the other way around. And only stops because he thinks about his partner and is like, oh, she'd be so upset if she knew about this. So when it comes time to come clean about it, he doesn't tell her that he's the one that kissed him. He tries to make it like this outside guy is the one that initiated everything. Oh, jeez. And then this guy pops up and asks her if they want to be a thruple. And she's like, uh, what? And so she goes and talks to her partner about it and is like, I don't want to be in a thruple. We can open this, but I don't want another person that's like in our relationship. Sure. Like okay, okay that's with- a yeah, that's a very it's different, different thing. Absolutely. And some of the people in the chat room don't necessarily see it that way, but I also don't know that they have such an enlightened view on this kind of thing. And I mean like right. I, don't, I wouldn't do it personally, but like I can understand it. Like it makes sense to me. Anyway, so now uh so they so they agree no to the thruple and he's even like it's weird that he asked you and not me and like it didn't ask the both of us. And then the guy runs into this extra outside their partnership guy again. And acts like it's still on the table, the thruple thing. And invites what? them and invites this guy to their house. What? Right? Without talking to her. Without and, and, she, and she already said no. Yeah, she already said no. And she said and he said no. He said he agreed. So in her head, she's going through her day, just like, oh, I'm in a relationship. Everything's cool. No big deal. And then so then they eat dinner and he goes, uh, oh yeah, uh, he's coming over tonight, and she's like, "What?" And she's so she's pissed that he's invited her to the house. That he's gone back on his word, and then he gets has the audacity to be mad at her. He's like, "I can't get him out of my head," is what he tells her. And so all the readers are like, "Oh, he's in love with him too." I'm like, "No, he's not. This is either really biphobic, or this guy cannot understand that his dick is not love." So right, and the read the the writer I think is more on the biphobic side than the other. So uh, it, eventually. Within a few chapters, he so the guy shows up and he gets turned away. But then this is the this is actually the this is the straw that broke my camel's back and I think a couple other readers. So he turns him away, and when she comes back, so she has this whole like epiphany where she's like, "I need to fight for my man." She of course leaves the house after she finds out her partner's invited this guy who they've already said no to to the house, right? So okay. she leaves and goes to a bar and is hanging out and a friend's into a friend and the friend's like, "Why aren't you fighting for your man?" Which I'm like, "Fuck that! Why would you fight for him?" But- <laughs> uh that didn't make sense because he's been like gaslighting her now for like chapters like it's disgusting and so uh yeah so he turns down this guy and it's like it's always you but then he goes i often he says he wants to be celibate so they can what? connect on a, so he so they can connect on a deeper level they're engaged what deeper level like and that to me and so she's like does this have to do with this other guy and he's like partly and it's like okay i'd be done i'd be so fucking done so now they've gone from an open relationship he's gone he's taken her from an open relationship to engage and now he's taking sex off the table completely okay and then like so in the a couple chapters he like they were kissing and he started getting an erection and so he like pushed her away and i'm like so he's just gonna reject her forever and so then there's also like this there's another secret that he's hiding. Uh he p- gave money to the guy that was that wanted to be with her that she said no to. Um he gave money to him to start like a rival PI company thinking that it would keep him away from his fiance. What and the course, fuck? Yes, and she doesn't know about that. So like there's this secret and she holds her career very like her career is her most important thing outside of her relationship with him. So it's like he knows that she'll fucking lose her mind if she finds out about this. 
And so the secret's there. But he has the audacity to be like, you don't understand what I'm trying to do with the celibacy thing. Because she's like really frustrated and doesn't understand why they can't have sex just because he was confused and wanted to like have sex with this guy. Like she doesn't get it because I don't get it. Shit. So I had to stop reading it because I was like, this is like awful. And she's like getting treated like shit. (sighs) So I had to stop reading it. But yeah, that was my, like, the past week and a half. I was just like, what the fuck is this book even anymore? Like, how do you take a character who is, like, ride or die, only one person, to this? So, yeah, it's been upsetting in a week on Radish. So now I'm like, there's a couple weekly updates that I've been reading. And one of the stories that was really long in a serial actually ended, which I was like, wow, because they usually don't end anymore. Uh, And so so I finished that one up and that was like a nice little ending actually. So, but yeah, I'm like off the serials because that was bullshit. Yeah. That's insane. I just Um, like to change a character so much is that just seems like, and I I get like, like, I get like it's to get the income, but come on, have a little bit of integrity on those characters. Jeez. Yeah. But yeah. So that's what I've been doing. I've just been reading either trash or, um, that so (laughs) uh let's see what do i want to talk about i read a new christina c jones book well not new but new to me called getting schooled which is book one of the wright brothers and i really i mean i i I really enjoyed it i started reading book two um but then realized a book that i wanted from the library was available um so i postpone that to read a different book but um getting schooled is about a woman named reese uh she's 26 years old and she is a ta she's in grad school she's a ta for her mom who's a professor at the university and then there's a guy in the class that initially i mean she, she knows who the man is like she sees him and thinks he's very handsome but actually like starts crushing on his writing first because she's um her mom's an english professor oh, i started this one and i don't know why i didn't keep reading it yes yeah the beginning was so good it's such a good beginning it is it's really good and so she's crushing on this guy's writing but she has no idea who it is because it's like first initial last name and it's at a mostly black university and i think his last name's like brown or something she's like she lists like four different last names she's like half the schools that has his last name so <laughs> i didn't register that that was him and he is ex-military so he's 28 uh working on his undergrad uh belatedly because he was military um and went to war and ended up losing his leg and has uh which you don't learn that till later on so surprise Hmm. um but like he just happens to have a prosthetic leg Mm -hmm. and um he's really like he's working on getting his um i think something engineering uh, mechanical engineering degree because initially she's like I can't have a crush on this guy like he's an undergrad which means he's probably really young and then realized oh actually he's a little bit older than I am and they initially is a very like enemies to lover kind of situation they don't not did do not like each other at all and then and then it flips and it gets very sexy I I, I, mean, I think she writes she writes such good enemy to lovers it's ridiculous because yes. I read all of the, uh, I read all of the, the, there's, she has got the Wright Brothers series and there's a series about a, a set of sisters. Yeah. And I read all of those. I read them out of order. So I couldn't figure out the order of her books. That's my only complaint about Christina C. Jones. I can't figure out how, what order her books come in. Like, it doesn't really matter. 
But I think the the Wright brothers show up in the book about the sisters. So is it the Love Sisters? Yes, the Love Sisters. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that, read that after. Cool. <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> but I read but all three of those, and they were so good and so different. All of them were so different. Yeah, and it uh, starting the next book, it which I think is called Pulling Double. That is also a kind of enemy to lovers. I think that's like one of her preferred genres, which I am here for because I love that. Yeah. Well, it's always so believable when she does it, which is the thing that kills me. Like, yes. I'm just like, I a lot of times when you read it, you're like, oh, this is really unbelievable. But like in the in the series, the Love Sister series, the first one, it's uh, a terrible first meeting. Mm. Uh, the one, and I think that's what she she does really great interactions, and so it's believable yeah. why they got off on the wrong foot initially, yeah. and why so that- it takes. Like, whether it's ego or whatever makes yeah. them realize, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. So the first one is a poor meeting. And then the consecutive, uh, re- the rest of their meetings are also poor <laughs> until they're not anymore. In fact, his, like, aunt knows her and thinks she's terrible. Um, and then the second sister is, like, uh, it's her ex-boyfriend from, like, college. Mm. And you can understand why that would probably be not a great thing. Or maybe it's high school. I don't know. But there's an ex-boyfriend situation. And then the third one is uh, the sister that travels. And it's a guy that she hooked up with in another country. And then just so happens that they uh, are actually... That one's not really enemies lovers. It's more like a I'm afraid of commitment to committed. <laughs> okay. Those are fun sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's her. She's terrified of commitment. Because she had a really bad experience. So Yeah. But yeah, so she Christina C. Jones also likes to give her characters really uh, in-depth backstory, which is nice. Like, they always have cool careers or, like, uh, interesting family dynamics. I don't know. It's just, it's not like the elevated romance is why I feel like she writes. Yes, I definitely agree with that. She yeah. does an excellent job. Let's see what else. I read Tegan Hunter's newest book, Cheesy on the Eyes. Have you read that yet? No, it's in my it's on my uh, it's in my library right now. I rather I I enjoyed it quite a bit. After that, I, was it was it uh better than the last one? I think so. That's what I I've really been seeing comment wise. I really like Sully, and I think this was a it was nice having him flushed out and more than just like the you know roommate random friend guy who just like mm-hmm. randomly gives advice or whatever. Like it was neat seeing him as the hero, and this. This was a fake relationship setup, which I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. I love Sully so much, so I'm like I'm I'm saving it because I know I'm probably gonna read it in one night, and it keeps getting too late when I realize, mm-hmm. yeah, that I no, should have started it already. I will be interested to see what you think because I know we both love Tegan a whole bunch, and we both prefer the Textine uh series as a whole. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I did really enjoy Cheesy on the Eyes a lot. Cool. I'll check that out. I also just think I'm getting back into like for a long time during pandemic, like I feel like books that normally would be really, really good in regular times. I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, whatever. <laughs> so I, I think I'm like I'm yeah. finally enjoying things a little bit more. Yeah, it's I I agree with that. It's uh that's exactly where I'm at. Well that's also why I feel like why I haven't written it. There's like this weird amount of um well I Okay, part of it for me is, like, the pandemic and the quarantine, there's no end in sight for me because yeah. I'm immunocompromised. So even, like, yes. if – even if it, like, it, it starts tapering down or whatever, I'm which still probably – Which is not. Yeah, which is super not, especially in Missouri. Um, I will still be in my house. So <laughs> for me, I'm, like, uninspired to do anything in the outside world. And I, honestly, things – the outside world feels less real by the day. <laughs> like – 
I don't, we had to, uh, uh, the, the local improv shop that we go to and frequent, um, the, the, the chef there, she's doing, uh, home deliveries during the quarantine. Yeah. And, and so we had one delivered today and Sabrina saw her through the door and, uh, the kid freaked out. She was like, oh, hi. And she's like waving her hands. And like, Aww. she, she hasn't like really seen that many other people besides me and Jordan, in so long that like anytime she comes in contact with people that aren't us, she like loses her shit. She like is so excited. <laughs> and That's I'm like, so same. Cute. Same kid. Like I'm just I-, I think my brain's bored is what it is. Like, oh, uh, totally. I was attempting to like get some writing done the like the other day and I'm like, I can't bring myself to do it. So <sighs> Well, yeah, I'm, I have a semi-self-imposed deadline. Um, I'm supposed to have my episode of Space America, the first draft done by the end of the month. So I'm like, okay, I could do this. Yeah. I have like 14 or so pages done and I need to, you know, at least double that. Like, I can do that. And since, you know, especially since I don't have a job anymore. (sighs) That sucks. (laughs) <laughs> the la- you know since since that's so brand new since that happened on Tuesday I haven't done much of anything productive and I think that's yeah. 100% okay but earlier today which we're recording and it's Thursday uh, I had a meeting with Daniel and Kyle regarding where we're at and like you know questions and working through some shit for the season which was really good and it was great that we were able to have that meeting at like 10 30 in the morning on a weekday and I was like wow this is excellent like we're all still motivated we're focused we're not thinking like oh I'm so full from dinner or oh, I want to go to bed or anything like right. that I was like, like this will be one plus for being jobless is we can do shit like this <laughs> it's true it's really true that's so, like the thing that's great is like because uh, I, when I got laid off, I was unfortunately I was so pregnant I was useless. Right. But yeah, you're not pregnant exactly. So once, once your feelings aren't as as raw, yeah, you'll even be I'm, even more productive. Like that's the cool part. I am hoping to spend a chunk of time tomorrow, Friday, uh, working on my episode. And then, like, I have a weekly Zoom meeting starting on Tuesday with my friend Sammy, where we're going to talk about things with my book and work on, like, editing and revising and shit like that. She's going to just, like, force me to focus and do that. And then um, we're going to, while I'm jobless, we're going to continue doing our Space America meetings during the day on Thursday. So it's like, all right. I'm going to make a new schedule, make a new normal while I have the opportunity uh, to not be working and just like hardcore focus on all this stuff. And then like you and I can talk about love and less soon, hopefully soon. Absolutely. And yeah, now that, now that our schedules, cause the problem for me is like, so her nap time has become my nap time, but it's mm-hmm. also meant that I don't go to bed until two or three in the morning. So like if I'm able to swing making it regular that I use her nap time for not napping um, <laughs> I will become more productive person and the fact that now that you are more on my schedule than you were before yes <laughs> it might help actually so that's yeah if we could get some shit written yeah. it won't be I feel like uh the release probably won't be when we want it to be but whatever it is what it is but progress is progress yo and like that's I, how I feel. I'm very much like as much as I'm upset that I lost my job um but I'm trying to utilize the amount of time that Jeremy's letting me not work yeah. uh, for my benefit. And, like, my brother texted me. He was like, hey, now that you have, like, more free time, like, 
do you want to get your website up and running? I'm like, fuck yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, I just want to get shit done. Like, I need. I'm well, your, your job gave you a great severance. Like, yeah, it's like a that's nice. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. great. I mean, uh, be, uh, although also um, people don't talk about it enough, but uh, they always talk about how when men get laid off, there's like this uh, like ego crushing thing that happens. They don't talk about the fact that like women when they get laid off, how even. I don't know. I feel like it's like even deeper than that. <laughs> so be mindful and forgive yourself if you've got days where you just like have a really hard time not having a normal job. That's my yeah. PSA. That's my no, PSA I for the night. Because it. it's well, like, like it hits you at weird times. It can hit. It, I it still hits me sometimes. Like and it's mm-hmm. been over a year. Like it's it sucks. But like yeah, just give yourself a minute to get to work through those feelings because it's wild when it pops up on you. <laughs> I yeah, no, I appreciate hearing that. Um Duchess reached out to me too since she's gone through this a few times and yeah. And she was like, "Hey, yeah, it super sucks and I want to 100% understand your feelings and like I'm here if you need to like work it out or whatever." And I'm like, right. "Yeah, it is nice knowing that like especially right now how crazy everything is and like I think the majority of my friends have been furloughed more than actually fully let go. Right. So it's a little bit of a different feeling, but it's still like a, well, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> kind right. Of, kind when of feelings. Used, when you're used to 40 hours of your week being like specified to something that in hindsight has nothing, it doesn't help your life at all. No. <laughs> when you have, like, unless you're like owning your own business or something or like a high executive or something. What you do at these companies has nothing to do with your personal life. And I maybe that's part of the reason why it's so hard is uh when you come to that realization that you were spending so much time yeah doing stuff that wasn't even for you which is like right. It's maybe like, that's part of it. I don't know. I've I've tried analyzing it, but my feelings are always so <laughs> like my feelings are so quick to come and leave that like I don't even get, like can sit in them as long as I should probably. Sure, and uh, it's hard. It's yeah. hard, and I know it's going to take. I mean, it took me a lot of time to even get used to the whole working from home and that change of pace. And now it's like, oh, I don't even have a job to distract myself. When I'm right. at home. Like I mean, I have my writing. I have lots of writing and things like that to do, but I don't have I. I need structure. Mm-hmm. Like I am definitely like as much as I am self-motivated, I need deadlines. I need like, all right, from like this time to this time, I'm going to do things. So I just need to figure it all out. I yeah. am hoping I can spend some time tomorrow um, doing some actual writing for Space America, but also spend a little bit of time of trying to figure out what my goals look like and what yeah. I am wanting to do and what I need to do to make that happen. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's that sounds great. Sounds great. Sounds like you got a good handle on it, which is all you can really ask for, especially because it's only been a couple days. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, that's such a that's such a shitty thing. And like the wild part is, you weren't even the only person this week that I know that was laid off. Or really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we've got a couple other friends that were also laid off this week. I don't know. I guess it's the end of the month. I guess so. Like, I don't know. Or maybe it's like, okay. or whatever. Yeah, getting closer to that. And maybe also like, all right, we thought shit would be more normal by July and it's still not. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It is, <sighs> it is what it is. All right. Well, should we take a commercial yeah. break and then jump into our actual topic? Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay, cool. Stone by day and warriors by night. The mid-90s Disney cartoon Gargoyles follows the tale of a clan of strong and loyal gargoyles who find it their duty and destiny to protect their castle and the people within it at all costs. Whether that castle is in 994 Scotland or 1994 New York City. We were major fans of the show when it first aired, and now that it's readily available on a major streaming platform that will remain unnamed, here at Calamity Cast, we knew a rewatch was an order to see just how this show held up all these years later. Join me, Daniel Williams, and my co-host, Liz Zirkel, as we relive the magic of one of the best cartoons of its day and recap each episode for you weekly. Find Defenders of the Night at CalamityCast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So before we jump into our topic, I did want to do a little shout out um, because we gained a new patron this week on our Patreon. So her name is Marlene. Oh, God. <laughs> I should not be the one reading this. I'm so bad with names. Cardoso. It's, it's C-A-R-D-O-S-O. So Cardoso. Cardoso. I, I'm sorry, Marlene. But we really appreciate it. Here's, here's also the thing about, I mean, if you've heard, listened to us, uh, you know this is part of the gig. Inherently terrible at names. Uh, <laughs> I mispronounce first names of of the most basic variety. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> How many times Liz has been like, wait, do you mean? And then I have to be like, yes. Yes, I mean Diane. <laughs> yes, I mean Diane. That's what I meant. So, but Apologies. Marlene- apologies maybe let us know how to actually pronounce your name so next time we can pronounce it properly but marlene thank you so much for joining uh the calamity cast patreon for any of you that might be interested in joining go to patreon.com slash calamity cast and check it out i know uh the network Mm -hmm. is looking into revamping what the different levels equal and everything so We'll be getting some new updates. Uh, should have happened this spring, but then the pandemic ruined everything. So <laughs> we are time. behind and all of that. But yeah, so thank you for believing in us and giving us your support. Yeah, we appreciate it. And if any of you want to support us in other ways and don't have money to spend, which I 100% understand, if you could go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a nice five-star review and spread the news to your friends to check us out because that's the best way for people to hear about us and listen to us. Yeah, there's too many podcasts for it to just be <laughs> left a chance. Yes, so... That is definitely an excellent way to support us. Well, here we are. I feel like we talked for so long to avoid getting to the actual topic. (laughs) I'm not, I mean, like, it's not just that I've missed talking to you, but I feel like there's an element of, (sighs) yeah, about tonight's topic, but we got to do it. Yeah. So, those of you who have Netflix, you maybe have seen previews or people talking on the internet about this movie that we watched. It is based on a book, an erotica romance book. Trilogy. Trilogy. There's three of them. From Poland. Yep. And if you haven't guessed by now, we're talking about 365 DNI or in uh, English, 365 days. <sighs> so. So I got I have one confession to make. 
I had to fast forward through the sex scenes because it was just rape. <laughs> I couldn't watch them because the whole premise is a kidnapping. Oh yeah, spoilers if you haven't watched the movie, but I'm sure you'll the title will let you know what we're talking about. But so within the like the first the first one is like it's pretty much a coercive blowjob that he gets from that stewardess. That was horrible. That was horrific. That and was then, okay. Yeah, this is within the first eight minutes of the movie it's six it's six minutes i i I would pause to see where we were time-wise when things were happening yeah six minutes yeah and so there's she so she's masturbating and that's fine whatever but then like there's a she has a horrible horrible boyfriend that like won't have sex with her and keeps referring to her like yeah her bad heart or something her bad heart she's got a heart condition which they keep talking about for the first but they never minutes. explain <laughs> like they never come back to that after i think it, I think it comes back into play in the sequels like because in the book it's a big deal because of course i went to goodreads after yeah. after this after this horrific thing i suggested that we watch this i was like well i should do some research and i did research I'm like oh no what have i done to us um but we watched it after, so I guess I can't be too much surprised. Right. But yeah, so like, so that's like the first opening scene, and oh, and then like, and this blowjob he gets from this from this she, flight attendant, like, oh my god, he like he like corrals her against a fucking like overhead bin, and just and like, like it's like, oh, I'm just gonna close this little curtain that's between these areas of the plane, and nothing will matter, and ugh, and like, and then just and like. She looks terrified in the first minute. Also, and then uh, suddenly is magically into it. Like fuck yeah, that. Yeah, into it. Yeah, domination. Uh, also, like the opening sequence is his family talking about sex trafficking children. Well, no, I think it's his family being against it. Yeah, they're against it, but they're still talking to people who talk about sex trafficking children. Yes. Like, okay. So for people that don't know, his his family's part of the mafia. He's Italian. And they're anti-sex trafficking, at least. But they're still, I mean, they're the mafia. She is, uh, does something or another and is Polish. I have no fucking clue what she does. <laughs> I have no idea what her job was, because then they also had, like, the side-by-side conference room scene. I was after. so fucking confused And, that. like, sh- they both were showing that they're badasses. I think that was the point of it. But neither of this thing made sense. Jordan and I both like, going, what? What does this mean? What does this mean? Uh... So have no idea. And then that's after that scene was the the blowjob masturbating side by side. So at that point, I was like, okay, this is so I fast forward to the blowjob. It's like, that's horrific. And then uh, we got to uh, later when he finds her and then baby girl happens. And I was like, oh, my Bleh. God. Okay. Okay. So that first scene when um, the mafia shit's going down with his family, his dad gets yeah. shot, which is horrifying. I think he threw gets- him, which is yeah. kind of cool, actually. Yeah, so that was the he, coolest part of the movie. He got hurt um, and has this like near death experience or whatever. His dad actually dies, and like right before that happens, he's looking down at the beach and sees this beautiful woman, and that is her. Yeah. yeah so then he yeah. happens to later run and into look, her. He looks for her for years. You find out later in the movie, he's got paintings of her. Yeah. It's fucking weird, y'all. It's and so, so yeah, he weird. runs into her, and then they kidnap her. It starts with him, like, straight up taking all of her devices and everything. And he's like, if you try to run, I'll kill your family. So cool. But he drugs her boyfriend and takes video or photos or whatever of him, like, fucking another girl to be like, look, your boyfriend doesn't even care about you. So, like, why go back to him? Just stay with me. And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Right? 
And she also, she also, like, there's this point where he's like, teach me how to be gentle. He says, like, a bunch of times. Also, there's, like, this weird amount of, like, her playing coyly into the submissive dominant thing where she's still a prisoner. Like, yeah. I don't know. And he's like, don't. I'm used to taking what I want, raping you. And so then, like, when she eventually, and so then there's, like, a part where, like, he ties her to a bed and has some woman give him a blowjob in front of her so she can see what she's missing. Yes! Yeah, he has a, he uses a sex worker to give him a very aggressive blowjob while she's tied up. I don't know. A lot of people will say this is like, this makes Fifty Shades of Grey look rated PG or whatever. And I mean, in, in certain ways, yeah, because it's even- It's, it's soft form. It's, so- it's like, it's Skinamax porn, essentially. Yeah, but with like a total rape edge like there's by the time when he literally before they have sex on that fucking boat which is like their first consensual whatever yeah. quote unquote consensual I don't consider she, it consensual he knocked her in the fucking ocean I couldn't I cause they were fighting I with will each not other lie. I will not lie at this point I was pretty heavily drinking <laughs> So I like I it also so, took me two hours to get through forty five minutes of this movie, dude. That's why I fast forwarded it. I was like, I can't. But like, so they go to this club and she wears like a slutty dress or something. Yes, and it was a cute dress, but whatever. Uh, but he was like all upset, and then some guy tries to rape her, and so he like kills him, and then she, and then he blames her for having to kill him. And then she's like, you were, and the only smart thing she's ever says, oh, you're blaming me for almost being raped. How, fuck you. And I'm like, okay, good. You have a sense, you are reasonable. Yeah. And then they get into a tussle and she falls over the side of the fucking yacht. And then he's like, he's like devastated. He's like, oh my God. Oh my God. And jumps over and saves her. And because of her heart or whatever, like she like passes out. And so he's, which he's, he's he's mentioned, he mentions her heart condition in the first three minutes of them knowing each other. Like, how the fuck did he know that? Uh, but yeah, so then they're in the they're in the, the cabin of the yacht. And she's, like, looking at him all, don't go. And he's like, don't play with me. And then there's a blowjob scene again, because apparently that's number one thing we gotta do. Okay, can we just talk a minute about, because at least this blowjob, she started it. So I was like, okay, yeah. that's fine. But, yeah. but Jesus fucking Christ, I have never seen a blowjob like that done in a movie that's not like a porno. Like you heard the slurping noises, like you saw a hint of dick in her mouth. Like it was very like I I just was like, well, and so I uh, I guess I don't know. I was we were fast forwarding, but I was like looking through the thumbnails like as I was fast forwarding through it cuz I was like but like, like the sex is like honestly I think it's shocking to people that don't watch porn or sure. don't watch uh, other erotic things because honestly, it was just some basic ass looking sex. So the Fifty Shades people need to calm the fuck down or have better sex. I don't know. Well, I, I don't even think it was like because they were doing anything super scandalous. It was just like six straight minutes of sex. It was Whereas, six like, minutes of sex. Like literally six minutes. Whereas but like also- most sex scenes in a movie like that is like maybe a minute and a half as of the night before she was still trying to escape him but now so she not- but now he saved her and now she's into it right not consensual still not consensual not there's still it. power i mean there's still like yes she started it but there's also still that power dynamic that if she yeah if she tried to fucking leave it wouldn't work so so that happened and then and then they go on a fucking like was this before or after the shopping there's a montage no that's the shopping spree follows this they go on a fucking montage the second there's already been a shopping spree 
There's a first shopping spree when she's unhappy about it. And then following their sex, they've got this whole makeover scene. Like, everything's fine now. And I even joked to Jordan, like, okay, so now that she's initiated sex, uh, everything's fine. <laughs> and yeah, the rest I- of the movie... They don't even address that she was kidnapped ever again. Because that's when they're going shopping and she keeps trying to, she keeps trying to like sexier and sexier things. And he is like, no, no, you're not going out. And like, he he's very yeah. controlling. Like, she's like, look at this sexy dress. And he's like, no, like he keeps trying to like cover her up. And I'm like, wait a second. So it's okay for you to see that shit. But if she wants to wear that out to like a club or something, then that's an issue. Like what the fuck dude. And I think they end up like fucking in the changing room. Yeah. And she also, then I don't know. I don't remember when it happens. They go to, Oh, they go to the masquerade ball after the yacht. That's what it is. Yeah. I think that's what they were shopping for. Just for that. Yeah. And so they're magically in love now. And then they run into his ex-girlfriend who he broke up with the day that she came to him. Yes. Oh, actually, the shopping trip I'm talking about uh, is right before the wedding that they're going to to meet her family. So I'm out of order, but yeah, there's three shopping trips. Jordan, this is in summation. This movie was made by 15 or 16 year olds. There's, <laughs> uh, a woman is abducted by a hot man and then taken shopping a bunch. If you go on Wattpad, you can find the story in uh, in by the thousands. Well, and the thing is, like, the guy, I mean, the guy, I will admit, the main character, he is very sexy, but then everything I've heard about that actual actor, like, he's a shithead. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, so. Major um, piece of shit womanizer. But yeah, when you're watching this, like, there's no plot. There is no plot. Like, once. uh, It's shopping. uh, Shopping. Shopping. Sex. sex. uh, Maybe a little bit of fighting. And she cries a little bit because at one point he, like, just leaves her. Yeah, I'm still really confused what happened. Like, why she ended up in Poland? I don't know. I was confused. And then she died. Like, he had to like he had to like take care of something. I guess mafia related. So she went yeah. to Poland to like wait for him or something. Yeah. And yeah. And so she's all upset. But this all this directly follows them running into his ex girlfriend. So that's like. But they never like feed that back in. No, they don't explain it at all. And at that point, I was like. Am I just not remembering this because I got a little too drunk? <laughs> or, like, did they just I not wasn't... I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't 100% paying attention. So, by that point in the movie, I had checked out. And yeah. then her and her friend are getting drunk. And then she goes and dyes her hair blonde. Because, of course... Well, okay. So, over. she and her friend are... So, yeah. They're, they're drinking. And then they have this big, huge spa makeover scene. Which, randomly, they cut and dye her hair very, very blonde. And it it just looks awful. Weird. Like, why the fuck awful. did they get rid of her pretty brunette hair but okay but during a lot of this montage there's some very very sexual feelings coming between her and her bestie I'm like yeah. all right like you guys are in a bathtub together right now like let's just make this happen because it seems like a much healthier relationship right and then like the best characters in the whole movie are her best friend and then her handler yes like the right hand man of mussy mo missy mo mussy mo whatever his name is so and then those two have a thing. Yeah, she puts her hand where his dick is. Yep. Uh, and then because because they're suddenly fucking engaged, like he. Yeah. And okay, we're jumping it. ahead. Well, so yeah, we're jumping ahead, but so they go to a club, and her ex boyfriend shows up, and he's being very somehow 
recognize her from behind, even though she looks completely different. Right. And he's being very pushy, like really pushy. And he follows her back to her apartment, which really grossed me out. And she just keeps trying to make him leave. And oh, lo and behold, Massimo is right there waiting inside her dark apartment, which is also creepy. (laughs) He's just sitting there in the dark. And he's like, I believe the lady said to leave. And he's like okay bye and runs away and then those two fuck like crazy against a big window yeah Uh (laughs) Yeah. and then he proposed like she wakes up in the morning and he had put a ring on her hand and so she's like what's that and he's like will you marry me (laughs) jesus christ and they're engaged and she's into it and they definitely hint pretty like i knew immediately she was pregnant uh because yeah, yeah. she they're back at his property or whatever in italy and she's like i don't feel great yeah she's like oh no i'm not hungry for breakfast like i'm feeling a little off again written by 15 or 16 year olds i believe and i mean i was texting someone i was like oh well she's pregnant <laughs> and then like a scene and a half later she's telling her best friend how she is pregnant and her best friend's like get rid of it (laughs) but then but then they go wedding dress shopping and then all of a sudden her friend's okay with it yeah that i don't know about that dress it was whatever at that point i was like of course this is the wedding dress she's gonna wear of course it is yeah and then and then on the way home from trying on wedding dresses she calls him and he's like why is it taking so long for you to get home and they get in a car accident. And the ending of the movie explains nothing. And it's not even like a cliffhanger ending. It's literally just like a bad, like, like someone forgot to put the last scene in or something. Like, it just, it just ends. Right. Like, his right-hand man kind of guy gets a phone call that there is someone out there trying to, who's going to assassinate her. Yeah. And so he's trying to get a hold of her and can't because she's on the phone with him and then goes through a tunnel. Then yeah. he's trying to get a hold of Massimo and then like runs like this like big dude just like running dramatic. across dramatic. So dramatic running through the grounds of the property to get to him when he's like at the pool or whatever. And he just like looks at him and knows what that look means and then drops yeah. his phone dramatically and then falls to his knees and is all distraught and, and then, then they shows a shot of the, the tunnel with flashing lights yeah and that's the end so we don't know what happened but, uh, but only- there are two more books so yes. if so if netflix actually makes them uh then yes she is still alive i guess if netflix doesn't make them then they decide she's dead Ugh. And he doesn't know, and he doesn't know that she's pregnant. Right. What a shitty story. There isn't you know, even a story. I can't even say there's a, I can't even call it a shitty story. There is no story. Well, the thing that blows my brain the most is this movie was made, and I know it wasn't made, like, for America, but they knew it was going to come to America and be a big deal. The book isn't even legally in English yet. Right, you can, you can find like bootlegged English, like shitty translated versions of it on Wattpad and other places. Like someone like put the book through Google, yeah, English or whatever. And like you know, I, a couple of people have like tried to rewrite it so it sounds a bit more natural for Wattpad. Mm-hmm. But this book isn't even available to buy in America. Well, that's like what Netflix is doing now. They're trying to buy international IP and then create things that you can't get here 
Like yeah. that's the that's the move right now. Like we used to do that for comics. We'd buy comics that weren't in English yet, and then we can slap our label on it. It's wild. It's so weird. But I just the whole thing is it just felt like I was reading a Webhead original. Yes, and I've read this. I've read it. Kidnapped by the billionaire. Kidnapped by the mafia boss. Yes. It's, literally a trope that is so and it's and it was written by a grown person is from my understanding oh yeah um, she's like 35 it's so embarrassing like yeah and like it's not even i think she was trying to go for like a beauty and the beast even kind of thing so that's kind of the, the whole crux of the kidnapping yes but like it doesn't even work here yeah because she like, literally at one point she's like she says to him i don't need 365 days i'm already in love with you yeah it took and like it's three like, weeks or i think it was two months it was at least two Still. months, if not three months. But, like, Jesus really? Christ. You're not even going to be like, oh, okay, by the sixth or seventh month, she, like, we didn't even see, like, really a transition of feelings. We saw her no. fuck him. Yeah. We saw, like, okay, cool. But, like, you can fuck him and still hate him. Like, right. Well, there's also, like, uh, there was no transition at all. As soon as they had sex, she was jealous of his ex girlfriend. Yeah. What? Even though he left her for this girl. Yeah. It made no sense. It made no sense. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so, so much. And like, it wasn't even, I don't, it wasn't even sexy. And like, like at least 50 shades and all of its, it wasn't sexy either. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It just is all bad. And people should read better erotica. And well, the thing that makes porn. me, the thing that makes me sad is like, at least in the romance writer Facebook group that you and I are in, People yeah. have been shitting on it. So I'm like, okay, yeah. great. But I'm in other like reader specific groups and the amount yeah. of people that are like, oh my God, it's so hot, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did we watch the same movie? Like right. what the fuck, what the fuck kind of books are you reading that you think this is okay and acceptable? Like what, what is going on? Like, okay. First for, for, like I said, from the start, the book is hella rape. And I just, I, from that point, there's not anything redeemable about it. If I can ignore the fact that there is this is the level of consent is just not there. It's a poorly told story. Yes. It's, it's a poorly shot movie. Nothing about this is good. Like the first what, hour and 15 minutes or so like drags and then suddenly the last 30 minutes of it it's like boom 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 boom. Also like, how many shopping montages? The pacing montages, is horrible. The pacing how is many, horrible. How many shopping montages does one grown fucking woman in a movie need? all the shopping montages jesus fucking christ like yeah i could not i just couldn't and like and i'm really sad for people that they don't have better shit to read and watch if they think this is the best thing they've seen like if that was why when 50 shades came out i felt the same way i was like i'm so sad for people and like when twilight came out and grown women were reading it and acting like it was romantic i was like you are so fucked like find better books <laughs> like uh and yeah. I, I might, we might be alienating listeners, but this is not the podcast for you if you like 365 days because <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, we I, will happily recommend other things for you. <laughs> I will, I will happily, happily, happily. I mean, I even follow, uh, I follow erotica writers that are into BDSM on Twitter and their books are fantastic. Like, just do some research. Don't, don't. I'm, I'm just relieved that the floor is lava has taken number one over this fucking movie. Because <laughs> you know what is a delightful watch? The floor is lava. Watch the floor is lava. 
You can read into all the relationships. I believe that most of the most of the trios are a couple with an extra person. I 100% believe that those three people have all fucked each other. I believe it. <laughs> uh, unless they're family. And then, and then that'd be weird. But, like, there's... Uh, I just believe... I believe it. So, watch it. Let me know what you think. Uh, more romance, more connection on The Floor is Lava than that fucking movie. What I want to start watching on Netflix is Dating Around, which is um, one of their first reality dating shows that they did but i didn't ever i didn't hear about it when it first came out but season two just happened and so i'm gonna check it out i heard it is stressful and that's why i haven't watched it yet because it's like it's like real like they like it's it's real so i'm like nervous to watch it because i'm like i can't get my emotions in it but i'll probably watch it too because yeah. we just watch i've bl- i've blown through everything they've off to offer <laughs> Uh, but you know what? The next movie we watch, I want to watch something nice. So I've got a couple ideas. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, well, but yeah. I'm I'm sorry to the world that this movie exists. <laughs> it's just it's so problematic. And like, for have uh, if you ever want to do BDSM or have any of that in your relationship, please do more research because this is not it. No. I mean, this not, is not I it. This is not my expertise, but I can only imagine that this is not it. <laughs> Y'all, this is not it. Fifty Shades of Grey is not it. Uh, seriously, there's so much erotica out there. Just do yourself a favor and find it. And there's some dark fucking shit that still has consent and like the basis of humanity in it. This this had no human. This the characters didn't even have personalities. Like it was fucking wild. Like it could not have been more like he caveman. She dumb. Like, that's all it was. Yeah. It was awful. I couldn't. Anyway, so I fast forward to all the sex scenes because I was like, oh, okay. And then that sh- at least shortened the movie by like 35, 40 minutes. So, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I feel better now. I feel Guys. like I've, uh, I feel like I've uh, somehow uh, like exercised a demon, you know, <laughs> after. <laughs> I watched I watched it this weekend and I was like, oh, we have to talk about it soon, otherwise it's gonna like fester in me. So, well, I'm glad that's over. You ready for uh, a closing pickup line? I'm ready. You're gonna be so mad at me. All right. Are you lost, baby girl? Oh. <laughs> Why did he call her baby girl so many times? Jordan is like no I think I said no like I refuse to believe it was real no no this isn't real this isn't happening to us are you lost baby girl and then he said it again like like it was supposed to be like a cute callback after he's kidnapped and drugged her and then he's like you have a heart you have you have to drink this water you have a heart condition baby girl baby girl fuck this uh, guy fuck this guy for sure and if, the thing about it is I bet you get enough views to get the sequel made that's oh. the I, have, I mean, part. after he's getting another movie, they're going to give this another movie. Oh, no. We're going to have to watch the second after movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we will. 
All right. Well, Well, on that note, (laughs) thank you for watching or listening. You're not watching. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening. Don't watch it. Do not watch it. Like, if after this you still want to watch his movie, I mean, go ahead. Because if you if you just like watching, if you want to hate watching, but make sure you've got like weed or wine on hand. Like, don't do this sober. I'm pregnant and had to do it sober. It was not good, guys. Have a substance. Yeah. Pick pick a substance. Do it, and then it'll probably be better. Yes. (sighs) Well. All right. Well, have a good rest of your week. You too. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you, so contact us at lnlsmutcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at lnlsmutcast. Find episodes of this and other great shows at calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Dick of the Week. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.